Chapter 25 uh, begins the set of chapters that deal with the instructions about building the uh, Mishkan. The command to build the Mishkan is found in chapter 25, verse number 8. V'yasuli mikdash v'shachanti betocham They shall make for me a mikdash, a sacred place. V'shachanti, and I will dwell betocham amongst them. V'shachanti, to dwell, is related to the word mishkan. So we have in verse number 8, both the description of the place as a sacred space, mikdash, and also v'shachanti, the purpose of which will be to dwell amongst them. V'shachanti betocham, as the Midrashim note, it doesn't say v'shachanti betocho, I will dwell in it, referring to the temple, but rather betocham, in their presence, that is the people. So God will dwell amongst the people, and but God's dwelling place is this mishkan. So the mishkan is essentially a house, and the instructions to build the mishkan are given beginning in chapter 25 and running all the way through chapter 31. Then there's the episode of the golden calf, and the Mishkan is put on hold. And then, when Moshe succeeds in reconciling God and the people, and he receives a second set of uh, tablets, the second Luchot, the actual construction of the Mishkan takes place beginning in chapter 35, and continuing to the very end of the book, till chapter, till chapter 40. So there are 12 chapters dedicated to this Mishkan. Uh, many modern readers perhaps feel that the Mishkan is not so interesting and there's a repetition and actually the description of the actual building is very similar in language to the description of the instructions and all the details. And I will say that that's one perspective. From a different perspective, I think what the Torah is putting out there, there's a certain excitement that the people are able the former slaves, who a short time earlier were slaves in the land of Egypt, that the slaves are capable of, with God's direction and their own abilities, to actually construct a house and to create a community in which God is at the center. There's an enormous excitement about that, both opportunity and possibility, and the actual construction itself. So, I think we should read these uh, chapters with that uh, approach. I think that's the approach the Torah is taking. Obviously, there's an enormous amount of uh, space dedicated to the Mishkan in the book of Exodus, and on top of that, the important point to remember is that the Mishkan is actually, actually the end of the book. The simple reading of the book uh, is that the book will conclude with the building of this uh, space. Now, the space is to be built and the Torah begins in chapter 25. God speaks to Moshe and gives the instructions to speak to Israel, Dabero B'nei Yisrael, in the second uh, verse. V'yichu li truma, you shall accept for me uh, an offering, a truma, in this case, gifts, and the Torah will describe what kind of offering we're referring to. Me'et kol isha she'yitzvenu libo t'ikhu trumati. From every person, whose heart moves him, related to the word nadiv or nidava. The gifts to the Mishkan are called a nidava, that is to say, a free will offering. 
not one that is imposed from without, but those who choose to dedicate. And the word nidava or nadiv uh, is a word that appears several times in the uh, instructions to build the Mishkan and appears as well uh, in the description of when they actually bring the gifts. And in fact, it's very interesting that the Torah says later on that the people bring the gifts uh, the end of the book of Exodus, and that in fact the uh, gifts the people brought were actually in excess of that which is required. And Moshe has to issue uh, in the uh, later on in the actual description of the actual uh, construction of the Mishkan, uh, Moshe has to uh, tell the people, instruct the people to stop bringing the gifts. There are too many gifts. So it's interesting that the gifts were not, in fact, uh, required. This is found in chapter 36. And Moshe is told, uh, chapter 36, for example, Vayichumi ufnei Moshe ekoha truma asher heviu b'nei Yisrael limlechet avodat ha-kodesh v'asototah so they took over from Moshe all the gifts that the Israelites had brought to carry out the task connected with the service of the sanctuary. But when these continued to bring free will offerings, morning after morning, all the artisans who were engaged in the task of the sanctuary came, each of the tasks upon which he was engaged, and said to Moshe, and this is found in verse number 5, so people are bringing more than is necessary. So Moshe, in verse number 6, Moshe had to issue a request or a demand not to dedicate, not to give, not to volunteer. We have too much. That is not doesn't happen too often in fundraising campaigns that you have to announce to the public, stop giving. We have too much. Now what's interesting is, this is a description of the Mishkan, the portable temple. In the Bible, the Bible describes in the Book of Kings the building of the temple, temple in Jerusalem that King Solomon uh, builds. And there, the description in the Book of Kings is that the temple that Solomon built was built by conscripted labor. Shlomo uh, has a rotation, but everybody is uh, forced, one might say, to build this temple. And there's something about that, obviously, which is very problematic. Um, And we know that after Solomon's death, the people complained about Solomon. The people said he was a hard taskmaster. But apart from the difficulty of the work, how difficult it might be, it seems to be completely antithetical to what the Torah says in the beginning of Parsha Truma, in chapter 25, What is interesting in this respect is that the story of King Solomon, and King David for that matter, is told in the book of Samuel and then in the book of Kings, Shmuel, Malachim, but is retold in different form 
in the book of Chronicles. And in the first book of Chronicles, uh, it describes King David, who in the book of Chronicles is an active partner in the building of the uh, temple. And David announces in chapter 29 to the people that he himself uh, has decided to uh, prepare the things needed for the temple. Chapter 29 of First Chronicles, verse number 2 I myself, says King David, have made many gifts and prepared many of the things necessary to build the temple. He describes the wide range of gifts that he personally has dedicated to the temple. And then David says, King David, in verse number 5, Who today, says David, in the version of Chronicles, will be Mitnadev, will volunteer to uh, devote uh, himself today to God. Verse 6, The officers of the clans and the officers of the tribes, uh, they offered themselves, in verse number 6, and they brought gifts, all kinds of gifts, and um, verse number nine, and the people rejoiced it about the gifts that these people had given. For they had given to God voluntarily with a full heart. And King David also was very joyous. Book of Chronicles, it would seem, is aware and perhaps responding to, the description of Solomon's temple, which was a temple built by compulsion. The book of Chronicles, chapter 29, has King David taking us back to our chapter, to chapter 25, where the temple is built largely through voluntary offerings. And here the description about voluntary offerings, and we know that in the sanctuary, of the, of the desert, the Mishkan, the people gave more than was necessary. God gave them a choice. Moshe gave them a choice, and they stepped up, and they did more than was necessary. But over here, in Chronicles, it emphasizes something else. Belev shalem. Or to echo the words of the Torah, Nadiv lev. Those who are generous by, in, in heart, uh, with a full heart. Belev shalem. Hitnazvu Hashem. And as a corollary, something else is emphasized, the idea of joy. The joy of giving, the joy of making a decision, a good decision, with a full heart. No one's forcing you, but it's done with a full heart. The people rejoiced, and David himself, who was also a donor to the cause. I'm the first donor, he says. Who wants to follow my lead? There's a joy in giving. There's a temple that's built through the free will gifts of the members of the community. King David is rejoicing, and the people are rejoicing. And that's the tone of our chapter, the very first verses of the instructions to build the Mishkan.